Awesome. You can be seated, church. Thank you. Great to see you in the house of God today. Wonderful. That was great worship this morning. Can we honour our worship team today? Just thank them for all they do in the life of the church. Incredible. Here early on a Sunday morning, um, you know, come early for a 5pm. They practice, they get ready, their heart is in it. And I just love the worship in this house, which is incredible. I want to welcome anyone joining us for this message online as well. It's great to have you here also. And uh, just before we dive into the Word, I, um, I just want to take this moment to honour our, our Bible College and Power College trainers. Uh, I want to honour Jason, who is our uh, who was up here doing communion before. He's our principal of the college as well. I want to honour Terry Thrupp, who is uh, one of the great trainers in the college as well. We put our hands together and honour the trainers. It's an amazing college done an amazing job and I think we're we're like mid 50s of graduates from our our empower college you know and it's, it's people that have given God a year come through some time it's just amazing to see what God has done for the people as they've come through and graduated and gone on to do great things for God as well because we not only train people in our church but we've trained other uh, people from other INC churches as well we've got about four students this year just from our Innisfail location our Innisfail church uh, which is incredible and they're going to graduate at the end of this year which is awesome so it's great to see that happening in the life of the church we're going to continue our series in freedom and we're, this part of our series is all about freedom spiritually. And uh, Pastor Nick brought an incredible word last Sunday morning to really launch us into freedom spiritually as well, that God wants us to live that free life because of all Christ has done for us. And uh, But today I want to talk about something that really is a part of the journey, part of the process of spiritual freedom, and that is how to break through in prayer. How to break through in prayer. And uh, prayer is, is, is one of the big parts of the Christian journey. It's a huge part of the Christ-following life is knowing a life of prayer. You know, just this week, uh, my son Riley, my middle boy, uh, my son, both my sons play basketball and, uh, and they have their game on a Tuesday night and they've, they're kind of making into the semis and all that sort of stuff. And they were kind of like a little bit nervous um, for, their, for their game on, on Tuesday afternoon. And I, I came out, I was like, you ready to go, boys? And, and there's Riley, he's on the couch and he's, and he's you know, just there, head down, he's, he's praying, he's praying. And, and I'm, I'm like, what are you praying for, mate? He's just, I'm praying that God will help us win. I'm praying that, you know, I'll score a bunch of points and, you know, and it's going to be a, it's gonna be a good, good game. And, uh, and so we went. And I want to tell you, man, in that game, they won. The whole team played well. And uh, it was just amazing. It would come back. And, and just before we parked the car, Riley sits in the car and he just starts to pray. And I said, what are you doing, mate? So I'm thanking God because we won the game tonight. It was awesome. We played like a team, you know, it was awesome. And I said, and I took the moment and I didn't want to, I didn't want to just say like God only moves when you get the successes. I said, I want to let you know that in, you know, six weeks ago, you played and you had a shocker of a game and you didn't even, you know, you were really upset and you came home. And I said, I want to tell you, God was with you then too. He was with you in, the, in that moment as well as he's with you now in this amazing successful moment as well. He's always with you. And, uh, and it's important to you know, know that the journey of prayer is about relationship, isn't it? It's relationship with God. It's about coming before Him every day and seeking His face and drawing near to God. You know, James 4 says, James 4, 8 says, come close to God and He will come close to you. 
or draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And really that is the heart of what prayer is. Prayer is about relationship. It's partnership with God. It's agreement with God. It isn't just kind of like throwing up a bunch of help me God prayers. No, no, I'm a, a prayer is a mutual uh, speaking and communicating, but also listening. There's a great power in a prayer life with Christ. And, um, and 2 Chronicles says this, 2 Chronicles 16, 9, says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. And see, prayer is about coming to seek the face of God. You know, the face of God and in God's presence and coming closer into closer proximity to in His presence and, and walking with God. And you know what that Scripture tells us is that the Lord is searching, seeking for those who are seeking after Him. Those who want to be in His presence. Those who want to come closer because God wants relationship with us. Who agrees with that today? He wants to do life with us. He doesn't just want to be this distant God, which He's never distant. Okay, He doesn't want to just be there whenever we get a problem or a challenge or, you know, a struggle that happens in our lives and then suddenly, man, I better pray. You know what I mean? It's like, no, He wants a relationship every day with our lives because He's searching for hearts for Him. You want to talk about a man by the name of Asa, King Asa out of Second Chronicles. And this man and how he kind of began his journey as a, the king of Judah. And uh, just an amazing journey and how he sought the Lord. The Bible says he pleased God. He came and asked to do things that pleased the Lord. And, and the first key I want to share today is this, is that we've got to set up to seek. We've got to set up to seek the face of of God. 2 Chronicles 14, 1 to 5 says, When Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for 10 years. Asa did what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord the God of their ancestors, and to obey His law and His commands. Asa also removed the pagan shrines as well as the incense altars from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. So here we see the beginning point of Asa's reign as king. And Asa set it up so that he sought the Lord. He sought the heart of God, but it wasn't just him seeking God, but he, he, he led his nation. He led Judah to also let go of idol worship. He, he, he finished that in every town and community right across the nation of Judah. And he brought the heart of the people back to seek the heart of God. And there was a powerful thing because I want to tell you, from Solomon's reign through the generations up until Asa's reign, man, these guys, they had, they had gone so far from God. I mean, you can just see they were just godless, these kings that came through one after the other, all the way through, even Asa's granddad wasn't great. But we see that Asa comes in, he's like, no, my heart is to please and seek after God. 
My heart is not only for myself to do that, but if I'm going to rule and I'm going to be a king, then I'm going to lead people back to God again. I'm going to actually, I'm not just going to do this for myself. I'm going to do this for my nation as well. And so the heart of this man was to, was to come before God and to lead his way and lead the people back to God again. And, uh, but something amazing happened after a period of time. Okay, 10 years passed and the, uh, the king of Ethiopia rose up with a million soldiers. Now just think about that for a second. One million trained soldiers, 300 chariots, and they were coming straight for Judah. Now I want to tell you right now, this isn't because Asa did something wrong. It's, because, it's not because he, oh, I didn't pray properly. Or oh, man, maybe I made a mistake somewhere. Maybe, maybe someone was, he was still doing what was right in the sight of God. This thing after 10 years rose up. It was just a moment in time. And, and here's a million soldiers, 300 chariots coming to wipe out and conquer Judah. Now all the, the soldiers that Asa had was 580,000, which is still a pretty good army. It's a great army. All right. So 580,000 men. But in the light, when you look at 1 million and 300 chariots and 580,000, I mean, it's double the amount of what you have. So how many know in this moment that even though there's been a period of peace for, for Asa, now there's an amazing challenge. There's a test at hand. There's something at hand in this moment now where really he has a choice to make. What am I going to do in this moment? Am I going to sit back? Am I going to just go, oh man, God, I've done nothing wrong. I didn't ask for this. I mean, I didn't wake up and, you know, know that you were going to do this. Suddenly I'm in this moment. And I, he didn't whinge. He didn't complain. He just came back to the altar again. He came back before God again. He chose to trust God. The God he had trusted in the peace was the same God he was going to trust in the pressure. Same God. Same God. He wasn't going to back away. Because how many know when you're in stress and you're in pressure, prayer's sometimes hard, isn't it? It's hard when you're in stress in your life. And you, oh man, you, if you've gone day after day and you've been walking through a challenge or a storm or a struggle in your life, oh man, prayers can be a bit more of a push to do prayer. Sometimes it's easier to pray in the peace. But now when the pressure's on, where's he going to turn? And see, that is the question for all of us, isn't it? Because we can have times of success and like Riley, man, I played great today. It was as awesome. But what about the days when you don't? What about the days when you lose? What about the days and those moments where you can say, you know what? Oh, glory to God. You're still on the throne. You're still God. You still won the victory. And regardless of my current circumstance, you are still the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I'm not going to back away from who you are just because I feel pressure in this moment. This is Asa's response to Chronicles 14, 11 to 12. It says, Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah, and the enemy fled. How incredible is that? 580,000 soldiers against a million soldiers, 300 chariots, and they got a victory. This is powerful. 
So, so powerful. See, there is grace when we seek God in the peace. But I want to tell you, hear this right now. There is more grace when we seek God in the pressure. Far, there's more grace. It's not like God's any more in you in the pressure than He was in the peace. But I want to tell you, there's grace to seek God. There's grace to pray. There's grace to stand, as it says in Ephesians 6, when you've done all the stand. Stand, therefore. Stand, therefore. There's grace in the pressure as well as the grace in the peace. And I want to encourage us today that, you know, how is our heart of seeking the Lord, you know, how is our heart Lord in all seasons of our lives? If we're answering the question today that says, how do I break through in prayer? Well, the key point is, how do we pray and have a time with God every day? Every day in our lives. How do we come before God regardless of the way we wake up in the morning, regardless of the way we feel throughout the day? How do we come before this God that is worthy of our praise, worthy of our worship, worthy of our time given to Him because He has already won the victory and prayer is about coming before Him knowing that You are sovereign, You are God, You are the Creator of the heavens and the earth and and sometimes prayer is just coming so that you can be reminded that He's the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Sometimes it's, it's knowing that, man, I got so much screaming at me right now. I got so much pressure around me right now. I need to remember how big God is today. I need to remember how vast and powerful and how big of a victory Jesus won at the cross for our lives. And I got to remember that today. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10, it says this, For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. You know what that says right there? He's in control. God is able. God is able. You know, when we think about Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do all things, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us. And there is a power to know that God, oh, I gotta come before your presence every day so that I can, I know that God, whether it breaks through today or it breaks through tomorrow or it breaks through next week, I'm gonna keep coming. That's, that's a vigil that you can set in your heart. And Lord God, it's not, it's not dictated, my relationship with you isn't dictated by the circumstances around me. Asa's relationship with God wasn't dictated by the circumstances around him. Oh, he could have been chucked a bit of a tanty, you know what I mean? Like a two-year-old. So I didn't do anything wrong. How come you're doing this? What? Oh man, what are you doing? What are you? you know, he could have done that. No, he didn't. He didn't say, like, oh man, I, I, I praised you in the peace. I praise you in the pressure. I come before you. I'm coming into your presence every single day, regardless of the circumstances. And oftentimes, as we come into the presence of God, God is teaching us things. He's showing us, because oftentimes God's not, He's not gonna just always just take it from us. Sometimes He's gonna get us through it, isn't He? He's gonna get us through the season, out the other side, and, and He's gonna form Christ-likeness in us through that journey, through that season, because bit by bit, line upon line, precept upon precept, He is forming His Son, Jesus, in us every single day of our lives because the journey is that we are image bearers of Christ. And the whole point on this journey that we're on with Christ is to be more and more like the image. 
more and more so that when, when things happen in our lives, may, you know, we can respond in a Christ-like manner. And if we don't, we repent and say, God, I'm going to be better tomorrow. I'm going to do it better tomorrow. It's about what He is forming inside of us because this world needs Jesus. This world followers that are showing Christ, showing His love, showing His mercy, showing His grace, showing His truth to the world around us. It needs it because you and I, we are the only Bible that people are going to read in your workplace. The only Jesus that they get to see is you rocking up every day. Is that, and, and, and part of that is the prayer life that we have and the walk with God that we have to show Jesus to the world around us. Prayer positions us in His presence. I want to tell you today, church, we need the presence of God. We need to switch on to it every day. He never leaves us, He never forsakes us. But there can be days when we can be switched off from what God is trying to do. There can be days when we're not listening as much to the Holy Spirit as the way we should. And prayer helps us to tune in. Helps us to, to kind of, you know, you know how you tune in? You remember the old TVs, the old radio? It's the tune in. Remember the wireless if you're old enough? Tune in the radio. Everyone's like, hey, where's that on Spotify? You know what I mean? But remember you tune the radio and it's like, <laughs> you know, trying to find. You know, I was driving. I, I, I went up to preach in our Innisfil location and I borrowed my brother's car. So I came in and got an Uber to his house and borrowed his car. And it, this is his kind of spare car. And you, you know all this is going. It's a spare car. And I got in the car and the radio was busted. So it was on full ball and not tuned in. And I couldn't turn it down and I couldn't turn it off. So I'm driving and uh, all I could hear is... <laughs> so loud and then the music would kick in and it would go back to static and, and it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, I've got to drive an hour and a half with this. This is crazy. And, um, and, and I just, I, and I tried to, because my brother was out at work, he works in the mines, I tried to ring my mum and it was so loud and it stopped so loud, I couldn't even talk to her and, uh, and I'm like, oh man, this is nuts. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so, so I took this moment, finally I prayed, I said, Lord, just help me to turn this off, please. Please, Jesus. Jesus. So I pressed it one more time and praise God, it turned off. It turned off. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I needed that. Oh, crazy. But let me know when you got so much static around you, you're so much noise around you. It's like, oh, God, I got to tune in. I got to tune into your presence. I got to tune in to what you're doing in this moment right now, Lord. And, and prayer helps us do that. The second key I want to share today is the prayer that works. Prayer that works. It says this in James 5, 16 and 18. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. And then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. See, this is the power about the fact that you and I, it doesn't matter who we are, where we're from, if we've got Jesus in our lives, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can pray. We can pray. We can seek the face of God every day of our lives. We can find God. 
and we could find Him through our own devotional time, through reading the Word, through through even worship playing, and through you know through that through even worship, that time of devotion, that time of prayer. Sometimes there's different moments of prayer. There's fellowship prayer that we can tap into, which is more of a relational prayer with God. Sometimes there's more task prayer. Task prayer, where it's like I'm gonna I'm praying through these different needs. I'm praying for the family. I'm praying for my church. I'm praying for work. I'm praying for the business. You know, there's this task type prayer. And then there's just sitting in the presence of God. Fellowship prayer as well. And we can, we got to know that there's different moments and different times that we'll pray in different ways. But it's the same Jesus we're connecting with. It's the same Jesus that we're coming in and we're, we're finding every single day of our lives. And this is the thing I want you to know. As I said, Elijah was a human being. He was a normal person like you and I, like us. It's normal people, normal people. But what the, what the difference factor was is that he had a really powerful prayer life. He had an incredible prayer life. That's what tipped him over from just living a natural life to a supernatural life. That's what the difference maker was. This is what James is trying to teach us is that we have the power to connect with the supernatural in our lives. That when it's not just natural all the time, come what may, carpe diem. No, it's not just that all the time. Oh man, I can get God to intervene into the situations of my life. I can get God to intervene to heal that person physically in their body. I can pray and I can seek God for the business that even though it's needed cash flow right now, I can pray and I can seek God every day and I know God has the power to turn this around. I know that I can have the power to rebuke the devil off situations, off my family, off my life, off current circumstances. Because when the enemy's trying to blockade what God's trying to do, how many God has the power to bulldoze those blockades down and God can move? Because the power in you is greater than the power of this world. Greater is He who lives within you than He who is in the world. Greater. Same Spirit who raised Christ Jesus, as it says in Romans, from the dead lives in you and me. Power that's there. And this is the power of this is that you and I, we can tap into this great power of seeking God every day, earnestly seeking His face, not just, not just kind of whenever it's tough or whenever there's a challenge, like throw up a big help me God prayer. You know, we can, we, there's moments for that. I know, and God hears the help me prayers. How many know he heard asses help me prep? God, I really need help right now. You're bigger than this problem. You know what I mean? But you know, when he was when he was praying that help me prayer, that came out of a lifestyle of prayer. That came out of a lifestyle of coming to God every day. Every day. Now, all, we may all pray in different ways. We may have so you've got loud prayers, you've got more, more quieter prayers, you've got different people that pray in different ways. And there's difference when we pray corporately as a gathering together. It's a lot louder, isn't it? To what it may look like in your own personal prayer life. And it's very, very different. Some have more worship. Some have more, more of the Word. And, and, they, and they write out their prayers and devotional. And, 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 and some, you know, I, I'm a bit of a pacer. You know, I sit for a bit, I read the Word, and then I let God speak to me, and then I begin to pray through specific prayers I have. I've got to move. I'm just like that. I've got to get up. I've got to pace in my home office. And I just, because uh, that, that's just how I am. It's how I've always been. 
And that's how I do that. And then I'll go and sit down again. And I'll go and, you know, I might just jump back into the Word again or whatever it may be. And it, but it's a, it's a communication with God. And I want to say today that sometimes if you're a tradie and you're in your car at 4.30, 5 a.m. in the morning, use that time. If you're driving off to work or you've got to drive down to Brisbane for work or whatever, use that time. Seek the face of God. Talk to God. Put some worship music on. Take the moments that are there, even in our busyness, even in our fullness. If you're a mom and you've got your day at home with, and the kids are at school and take that devotional time. It might be 10 o'clock in the morning. It's like, man, I'm going to make that cup of tea and I'm going to sit at the kitchen table and I've got my Bible out and I hear God before I get into all the other things I've got to do. Hey, where are the times that we have? It might be your lunch break. Maybe, maybe mum and dad, maybe together, you're both working jobs in this season. Maybe, but you take that time, wherever it is, to be able to find God. How many know we can't do this without Him? But we get to be with Him. And that's the beauty of the fact that we're, we're Christians. We're, we're God's people. We're saints. We're, we, we got access to God. And prayer shouldn't be a last resort. Prayer should be every day. Because I want to be with you. And the key point of prayer is this, is that it's not just what I get from God in prayer, but I'm coming to you because I want you, God. I want you in my life. It's not just, I know that's a byproduct. As it says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the Kingdom of God, His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. So what God says is, I got you. Everyone say, I got you. That's what God says. I got you. I got you. But do you want me? Do you want me? And that's the heart of prayer is I want you, Lord. I want you in my life. I want you in my marriage. I want you in my family. I want you in my business. I want you in my workplace. I want you in my, when I'm at the gym. I want you when I'm playing sport. I want you when I'm hanging out with friends. I want you in the house of God and church. I want you. I want you in every part of my life. See, the key thing is that prayer isn't just every now and again. It's a, it's a lifestyle of prayer. I want you to think about this as I close this part of the message this morning. But you think about salt. Salt is awesome. Who likes salt? Yeah, poor line. Some people like more salt than others, I've found. And... Uh, but salt isn't something that when you have this nice little roast meal sitting there, you don't grab the salt and just pour it in a pile on the side, do you? It's like, oh man, load that up. I'm going to dip my steak into that. Maybe that's what you do. But it isn't a little bit, a patch on the side. What does salt do? Salt's flavoured. It's in everything, isn't it? It's in every part of our life. Every part of our life. So the steak, big part of the day, vegetables, whatever it is, your little side thing, potatoes, whatever you got, your little side thing, salt's on it because it's flavoured. And that's what God wants for us. He wants relationship and He wants to be flavoured into every part of our lives. Amen. And a life lived seeking Him is the best life. No matter what the circumstances, situations around us, mountaintops or valleys, it doesn't matter. Oh man, I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed today because I have you, Lord.
My family has you. Our lives have you. Amen. Can we all close our eyes this morning and just in this moment now, if you're online today, just stay with me in this moment today. I want to ask if there's anyone here today and if you do not know Jesus, if you've never prayed a prayer to accept Jesus into your life, we want to give you an opportunity today where you can. The best life is a life with Jesus. God is real. He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything we see and touch and experience around us. That's God. God did that. We're here because of Him. And the key is, is that God did send His only Son, Jesus, to come into this world, become a man. And He died for our sin, for our disconnection from God. He paid the price. It wasn't any man or woman or any person in history that had to do it. It was God Himself that came and died at a Roman cross for our sin, for our disconnection. And He rose from the dead three days later. He is real. He is God. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God right now in heaven. And He is accessible. You can know Him. His Spirit can live in us. That's the power of knowing God, of doing life with God. It can be something that anybody can tap into. Is that Jesus, when we accept Him into our lives, fills us with His Holy Spirit. And suddenly we're like, oh man, I've never experienced this before. I've never known what it is to know God. I've never known what it is to walk with God. But it is a new life that you can live in this life today. And God wants to do it with us. And the way to know God, the way to have a relationship with God is by accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Praying a simple prayer to accept Him into your life today and start a journey with Him. It's an amazing journey with God. And if that's you today, I want you to lift your hand. Just lift it up. Say, raise it high. Say, man, I need, I need Jesus. I want to start this journey with Jesus today. I want to know Him. Maybe you're on the line and you want to click that link. Just click on that right now. One of our team will be in contact with you as well. Maybe you're here today and you know that in your heart of hearts, you've given your life to Jesus, but you know you've pulled back from God. You're far from God in yourself and you want to recommit your life to Jesus today. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand as well. Just raise it up. Say, you know what? I've got to make a recommitment today to Jesus. Just lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We're going to pray this prayer together. I'd love if you can repeat these words after me as I pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again into your kingdom and your family. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and honor anyone who prayed today? That is wonderful. So, so good. You know, one of the greatest decisions you could ever make is to know Jesus today. And Pastor Nick, in a few moments from now, is going to let us know some next steps as well. But church, I'd love if we could stand to our feet. We're going to go back into that song, All Hail King Jesus as well. And uh, something that before we go into this song, I just want to let you know about is we've got these Pray First books. They're free. They've got all sorts of different ways to pray. If you're here and thinking, man, I have no clue what to say. I pray for five minutes and I'm like, 
I don't know what to say anymore. You know, this has like prayers, the Lord's Prayer, and it breaks it down. It's got tabernacle prayer, prayers for healing, prayers for salvation. It's got prayers for protection. Uh, there's so much, and it's free, and it's at our Connect station today. So if you want to get a hold of that today, um, please go grab one if you don't already have one today.